So today we're going to focus on the question of what is an installed base? And then, of course, the questions that follow, what do I do with it and what's the, the benefit? And so uh, we actually have two really great panelists uh, who are frontline sales and customer service leaders uh, in their respective industries. So first we have Dan Garrison uh, with Baker Hughes. Uh, so Dan, uh, you know, Baker Hughes, he'll, he'll get into who is Baker Hughes, but he has uh, deep experience in the oil and energy space uh, starting out actually in the field and now, uh, you know, working for uh, the OEMs. Um, so I'll, we'll get to Dan in a second, but welcome, Dan. And next, uh, we also have Ben Kilby, uh, who leads customer service for R.A. Jones. And I'll let Ben also describe R.A. Jones. Uh, ben has uh, spent decades in customer service uh, across a variety of industries and so can it kind of brings lessons learned from different spaces uh, into R.A. Jones, uh, and it'll be great having Ben as part of the panel. So what I'm going to do is, is kind of, this, this will be a, a conversation, and we'll kind of go back and forth between ben, uh, ben and Dan and sharing some of their experiences and challenges and lessons learned. But uh, kind of jumping into that, uh, you know, first, uh, Dan, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Maybe start off with, uh, you know, who is Baker Hughes? What's your role, your, your organization? And maybe a fun fact about yourself. Sure. Thank you so much for the introduction, Rob. Um, as you said, my name is Dan Garrison. I'm an inside sales specialist for Bentley, Nevada, which is a subsidiary division of Baker Hughes. Baker Hughes is a leading energy company uh, with seven or eight different divisions. And my specific division regards with condition monitoring for critical machineries. And we are involved in a wide range of industries going from your renewable energy sources, uh, downstream manufacturing and production facilities such as refineries, also power generation facilities. And uh, we're also in some of the industrial spaces as well. So I've been with uh, Finley, Nevada for about three years now. Before that, I was in various different uh, companies such as Slumberjay and Old States in, in, uh, Industries, which are pipeline companies and uh, oil and gas companies as well. And a couple of my uh, hobbies are outdoor photography and enjoying nature and that sort of stuff. But one kind of fun fact about Texas is, uh, for those sports fans out there, two, two uh, colleges just recently went to the NCAA Final Fours, and luckily one of the, one of the colleges from, from Texas actually was able to win the championship. So unfortunately, that was not the, not the team from Houston, but at least one Texas team did. So yeah, back to you, Rob. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, Baylor definitely uh, put on quite a show. Uh, so, Ben, uh, same for you. Can you tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, your role with R.A. Jones, uh, you know, how that fits in the organization, and, and maybe a quick fun fact about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Rob. Uh, my name is Ben Kilby. Uh, I have been with R.A. Jones now for about four years. Uh, I am the aftermarket customer service manager. 
we have two different departments in the, uh, in the aftermarket team. That's field service and customer service. Our primary role in customer service is to process uh, spare parts orders for customers' machines, uh, for replacement, for maintenance, for break-fix scenarios, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's our primary responsibility. However, as customer service, we are kind of the gateway into the, into the company. Uh, we answer questions from invoicing to, to deliver when we're going to get parts, all that fun stuff. Um, I have spent a lot of time in the retail space from uh, consumer electronics. Uh, I even tried selling cars for a little bit when I was younger. That was quite an experience. Um, it, mostly in uh, cell phones, actually. I spent 10 years running a Sprint store uh, in Iowa. Um, passions and hobbies. Uh, I am a, I'm a football guy. <laughs> I, I love watching college and pro football. Um, I actually had the opportunity to play two years of semi-pro football uh, in 2010 and 2011 with a small team in Eastern Iowa. Uh, that was fun. I survived. I did not injure myself too terribly uh, in those two years. Um, but after, after a knee surgery at 19, uh, I was kind of playing on borrowed time. So I enjoyed that experience, but uh, those days are now behind me. Um, in, in the middle of the pandemic, uh, my wife got an opportunity and we moved our family from Eastern Iowa to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it is considerably warmer here uh, than it was in Iowa over the past few months. Um, and there's a lot more fun stuff to do out here. In fact, they're, they're about to put in a new surf pool. Uh, and I had to look that up when I saw that come across the news. Uh, it's different than a wave pool. They actually create a constant wave versus one rolling wave after another. So you can actually surf in the middle of town, in the middle of the desert in Arizona some, after some time this summer. So um, with that, I'll, I'll kind of turn it back to you and, and we can move on to the next uh, segment. Thanks. Yeah, I, you, I remember you saying it had been 110 for some record number of days. I think the, the surf pool will yeah, come in here. Yes, uh, it was 110 degrees uh, from sometime in the end of July to the middle of September, like 55 straight days or something. It was uh, not the summer to choose to move to Arizona. <laughs> we found that out. Wow. Um, so kind of jumping right in. Um, you know, Dan, maybe we'll start with you. Um, you know, what are some of the challenges that uh, your, your organization faced prior to implementing an install based data platform? Well, some of our challenges I'm sure are applicable to other companies. Uh, it's a lack of information or a lack of accessible information. We have multiple different platforms that we have as part of our business, such as SAP, Salesforce, Deal Machine, uh, ServiceMax. And to try and be able to pull information from any one of those individual sources, you need to know what you need to look for. And you need to know the specific place to look. And then you'll have to get out of that system to go into another system to find some more information. 
And that's one of the things I really like about an install-based platform, uh, particularly in Title, is it takes all that information from multiple different sources and consolidates it into a single location. And I know I am kind of jumping ahead, but that is definitely for anybody who is considering putting in an install-based tool. Consider how you're going to pull all of your different available information into a single cohesive platform. Uh, that is definitely a key thing. And one of the things that I have found to be very useful in my job. Uh, another one of the challenges is being able to get applicable buy-in from all of the users, as well as the appropriate number of licenses. So you definitely want to kind of consider those, uh, those aspects when you're starting to develop any plans for uh, installation or improving your existing platforms. So back Great. To and Ben, what about you? What are some of the challenges that uh, R.A. Jones has faced in the past? Yeah, I mean, I, would, I can definitely echo the, the, almost those exact sentiments from Dan. We, uh, we have a combination of product lines and over the years, you know, R.A. Jones had, a, had, had merged and acquired different uh, machine technologies. Uh, so our information was uh, scattered at best and getting it all into one functional platform that was easy to use, easy to see and operate uh, was key for us. Um, I, I will also, the buy-in, if you, you got to get the right buy-in from the right people because, you know, everybody deals with change at work. Sometimes we deal with change fatigue. Um, when you guys came along, uh, within about 18 months of us transitioning into SAP and nobody knew SAP yet. So <laughs> we were trying to learn SAP still and, and entitled. So just, just kind of uh, managing that change is also key. It was one of our bigger challenges. It sounds like the oil and gas industry and the food processing, food processing equipment industry are basically the same, right? Uh, the, same, the same challenges anyway. Um, so, Dan, um, kind of switching back to you, uh, for, for Baker Hughes, what has having an install-based data platform uh, enabled? Are there, you know, results you can share in terms of, you know, revenue, customer engagement, yeah, there are a few things, um, and I'll keep things general so that I don't get myself or anybody in, in Definitely. you know yeah. hot water. But uh, I've been able to utilize this installed base tool to develop a couple of different uh, key customer initiatives where we were trying to develop a corporate strategy to increase engagement, and of that, it entailed pulling all of the various different locations purchasing histories and also uh, information about like their services. Do they have the system one software that we offer and that sort of stuff. So there, that was very useful in, in pulling that information and being able to forward it off to the sales leaders to develop a corporate engagement strategy on various different customers. Another thing that we've been able to do is track a couple of campaigns as much as I like the, uh, the platform deal machine that we use for uh, tracking the majority of our opportunities, it doesn't necessarily do a good job about pulling reports for specific campaigns. Whereas 
entitled has the ability to create the, the campaigns and then track the opportunities and performance on that. Because I am one of my group's super users, I've been tasked a, a lot of times with tracking the performance and then being able to report the, that up on these campaigns. And so that's very useful. In one specific deal, we tried to get entitled to develop a predictive campaign, which was based off of the cyclical nature of purchases for all of our customers. And out of a hundred opportunities that they felt the, the customers either should have recently purchased or were about to do to purchase, we were able to successfully identify that slightly over 41% in both uh, estimated dollars and also number of potential opportunities did actually result in a, in a sale. So we're hoping to be able to, to pivot off of that and then use that as a way we can take these predictive models and then engage customers more in the future and try and catch them before they make those flow purchases. That way we can drive a better customer relationship by saying, we noticed that you're due to purchase this. That means you will probably need to consider this, this, and this, or y'all purchase these items. Those have gone out obsolete and here's what you need to do to be able to get to currently current fully supported products. So. That's great. Yeah. 40% uh, actionable and, and converting that to revenue. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty incredible statistic. Um, ben, what about you? What, what has having an installed base data platform enabled for RA Jones? Um, one of the biggest challenges for us is we have uh, RA Jones is part of a Coesia network, which is a global company that does packaging. But we have uh, any, we have about eight distinct product lines and we service about 700 customers every year. Uh, 700 customers who order at least one part from us or one, one order every year. Um, I have 10 people to manage that. Uh, so the biggest, one of the biggest challenges we have is just organizing the information of what's going on with this customer at any given time. And, and title allows us to get in and do that. I, I know what field service has done recently in there. I know what equipment they have at that facility um, so one of the nice things is we used to have to ask a customer, right? Because we didn't have any information or at least accessible information about what machine was where, uh, in customer service. So a customer would ask us a question and our first question would have to be, you know, what's your serial number? Well, now I can go into Entitle and say, Hey, I have record that your serial number is, you know, one, seven, two, seven, four. Is that correct? So it gives us, it gives the customers, you know, a better understanding that we do know what we're talking about, right? <laughs> we know what you have, we know what you're using. Um, but uh, the things that we've been successful with are uh, the campaigns where uh, I was trying to move some of our customers to more of a preventative maintenance model instead of, uh, you know, I'm just out of this. So we started customizing and creating preventative maintenance kits that customers could order as one part number. Um, so Entitle helped me build a campaign that says anytime a customer has ordered 10% of this kit individually, it created an opportunity for us to, for them to reach out, somebody on my team to reach out and say, hey, we have this kit now, you bought 
you know, half of it last week. Would you like some information on this kit? Um, that was successful. I don't have any specifics uh, numbers wise, but that was successful. Um, the other thing that they've done a good job with us it, or for us is when, when my inventory team comes to us and says, Hey, I got all this slow moving inventory or obsolete inventory. Um, I'm able to feed that those parts to, to the entitled team. And they send me back a campaign that says, Hey, these are all the people who have bought these in the last three years. So then it allows me to go out to these customers and say, Hey, you know, these are about, these are obsolete or I'm not moving these as fast as I thought. It, it gives me that I, I can go uh, a fire sale kind of, uh, opportunity with customers. So uh, those are the kinds of things that we've done with it, um, that we've been successful with. Uh, but there's just also a ton of soft benefits to just that having your install base in a cleaner format uh, that, that I, as the manager, really enjoy because I can go get a snapshot of somebody's movement, parts, sales, history, all that fun stuff. Thanks. Yeah, that, that, that's great. Um, so, Ben, kind of following up on that, um, what did it take to get there? How long did it take to implement an install-based data platform? What, what were the challenges along the way? Uh, we started, uh, I, I want to say the initial uh, overtures were in towards the end of 2017. Um, and we were live, I want to say, April 1st of 18, live and using it. Um, so it took a few months to get all the data organized um, for, for the entitled team to dissect it and come back with questions. You know, what does this mean? What does that mean? So they could build their logic right. Um, and it's ever evolving. Uh, we're working with uh, Badri now so that we can turn in bills of material so that, uh, so that the predictive analytics can be even more accurate. Because uh, that was one of the things that, that my reps had at the beginning was uh, they would get an opportunity and they would spend 10, 15 minutes researching it to make sure that it was that they had indeed bought that part. Um, we, we've gotten a lot better with more specifics, part number versus part description. Um, in the early days, you know, the entitled program might offer me to sell a customer a bearing for their machine. Well, uh, which bearing I, I might have? you know, 700 parts that have the description bearing in it. So it, it's come, it's gone through some evolution um, and it took probably a year for it to be smooth enough where we could use it efficiently. Uh, Cause early on we were doing way too much research. My team didn't trust it yet. We, they were doing way too much research uh, to make sure that they were offering the right thing. But, uh, um, but install took about four months and uh, we were live at that time. Uh, and then just a few more months after that to get uh, competent and efficient with it. Yeah, I think that the last thing I would say is, you know, Ben, Dan, uh, really appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedules to join and, and share your perspectives. Uh, yeah, this, is, this has been great. I think it's, it's, it's really helpful for uh, the community to hear you know, what is the, the, the frontline experience and challenges and, and, you know, how you guys are working through those things. So thank you very much. Appreciate it.